goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Where's Matt Meany? Where's Matt Meany? Somebody get me Matt Meany. Somebody get me our illustrious, brave program director, the one, the only, Matt Meany, the genius wonder king of radio. <laughs> WABC Talk Radio, 77 in New York. It is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Welcome if you want to be part of today's program. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Yes, indeed. So names are flying all over the political spectrum today. Joe Biden, well, today and yesterday, as you know, Joe Biden uh, delivered a speech in Rockville, Maryland. Now, where is Rockville? Rockville, Maryland is in Montgomery County. Montgomery County is as liberal as anywhere you can find in California. I'm not kidding. Montgomery County is one of those counties in the East Coast that is just so so liberal that it is mind-blowing. These are the people that wanted to have, uh, for example, uh, pollution-free skies, so they were going to think about at one point telling people to turn off their lights at night or something, some such nonsense, so that everybody could watch them. Now, look, I like to look at the stars at night, too, but to call lights uh, light pollution and all this stuff, yeah, that's Montgomery County. Montgo- Montgomery County is the place. I remember years ago, Rush did a story on Montgomery County where uh, they wanted to ban smoking outdoors. And the, and one of the reasons why was there was a woman that was offended by someone smoking like half a mile away or something. It was uh, ludicrous. That's Montgomery County. Anyway, I'm sorry. Matt Meany is in the building. Oh, Matt Meany's in the house. Well, let us know when he pops in. We're going to have an N-word discussion today. Oh, boy. Okay. Kevin, yeah. stay by the dump button, please. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> All right. We are, on, Matt? we are on uh, delay. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday, folks, you'll remember that your beloved host here did a uh, story from Torrance, California. Torrance has a history. The police officers in Torrance, they use very bad words in text. And 
the words that they use, they, for instance, there was a story that broke many, many months ago in the Los Angeles Times about how the Torrance police officers, we're talking about dozens of officers, were caught, were caught texting each other, and some of the text involved uh, uh, very bad language referring to homosexuals, Hispanics, and black people. And many of these officers are still on the job, as it turns out. So the L.A. Times did a follow-up story earlier early this week, and I was quoting from the story. Now, in the story, they had killed a man. Happened to be a black guy that they killed. And the police officers in Torrance were responding to the man's family and friends who were protesting outside of the police station. And they referred to these protesters as niggers. And I said it on the air. However, you didn't hear it on the air because it was beeped out. This is what the police officers called these people that were protesting there. And I didn't know it at the time. I thought everything was cool. So I asked today because people said to me, you know, that story you did, we didn't. We were, I said, wait a minute. You mean that was beeped out? Yeah, that was beeped out. You're not allowed to say that. Huh? It's part of a news story. So that's why I asked for Matt Meany at the beginning of the show, because I want to find out why, Matt, why was that beeped out? <sighs> We got to that side. Did I know. I, 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 I got to be the bad guy, you know, uh, the old FCC, you know, um, no, 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 no. I know the seven words. I've been broadcasting yeah, in this business mean? since I was a toddler. The seven deadly words don't include the N word. You are absolutely right. Correct. Yeah. So. All right. I'll go to legal right now. Actually, see what we can do about this. Oh, blame it on the lawyers. No, 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 not blame it. Let's see if we can come up with a solution. Oh, to allow that's right, because in the context of a news story, if I use words that are in the news story, there's no reason for those words to be chopped off. Our listeners should hear them. And I don't use that word gratuitously. Mm-mm. I don't use it to uh, as a, to titillate anyone. I use it as part of a news story, a legitimate news story where it was reported. You have a legitimate point here. You're absolutely right. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Atlantis. This never happens in radio. Like I'm flexible, you know. I'm flexible. That's why you're the genius. Mm, uh, yeah, well, you know. So we're I, gonna find out. We're gonna have some fun with it. So, okay. All right. We're gonna have some fun with the N word. Did you hear that? Oh Oops. boy. Uh, boy. It's Friday. See, I, I, I this is this is bad because I always, you know what? I get on the mic and I just, I there was a couple months ago on Bernie and said I was hosting Beat Bernie and I put my foot in my mouth uh, and. Uh, but again, yeah, I guess we're not going to have some fun with it. But we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> I got to say off the mic, this is why I'm behind the scenes doing stuff, you know? Ay, is right. But I make it to say a point. No, no. And, and the serious point is this, folks. The only reason I, I use the word then, and it's okay. I'm, I just wanted to have some fun with, with the guys here. Yeah. But if, it's okay if they beeped it, and, and that's the way that it stands. If that's station policy, I'm not going to, you know, make a big deal out of it. But I use the word specifically because it is so offensive. And this is what police officers in California have done. And two of the police officers, only two of the dozens or so 
that traded in these words have been removed from the force. The rest of them are on the force. You know what has happened as a result of that? A lot of the convictions that these officers have worked on have been overturned. In fact, one guy, a convict, a criminal, has been released from jail because the police officers are so tainted in Torrance, California. And my larger point is this. I am unafraid to take on the culture that is an anti-police, anti-law enforcement culture. And that culture you'll find primarily among what we call the hip-hop culture, the gangster rap culture, and all. It's destructive. It is a destructive culture. And as a result, police officers have suffered. You know, we had Ann Dorn on the show this week. Her husband, a black officer in St. Louis, a retired officer, was killed in the riots in 2020. Killed. Because he was trying to prevent a senseless looting. And the perpetrator of that was just sentenced to jail for life. He lost his life. And one of the points they made, he made, was that Black Lives Matter is a sham. Because they all the killings of black kids in, in St. Louis, not once did they go out and protest. And even when Officer Dorn lost his life, nobody protested. So, yes, I cover that side of it. But I'm also not going to ignore the other side of it when there are police officers on forces that are rogue cops that should not be there. If we are going to get to a place in America where we need to be, we need some strong, strong action on both sides. We have to work to eliminate this culture that is anti-law enforcement, but we need to also work to eliminate these rogue cops out of law enforcement so that our police and law enforcement officers are only represented by the very best. And by the way, that law enforcement community also includes the FBI. We've learned today, you heard Rudy talking about this, that the FBI put their finger on the scale, had warned Democrats, pretty much warned Facebook, not to follow, pursue quote-unquote, Russian disinformation, which then was described as the Hunter Biden materials on that laptop. Oh, this is nothing but Russian information. So they pretty much help collude in an election. I've been saying for a long time on this show that the FBI is a corrupt force. Not everybody, not the agents. Many of them are great agents, great people. But institutionally, the leadership in the FBI is corrupt. Same with the DOJ. We have to turn the corner in this country. Justice is the hallmark of the American Republic. And we cannot have a two-tier justice system for this country to live up to its potential. We just can't. We can't have a system where law enforcement, where the law enforcement officers of this, of this country are as corrupt as you would find in any third world banana republic. It can't exist here in America if we are going to be the America that we want to be. Boom. I said it. Oh, Princess Di is going to be out this week, I learned. She'll be with us early next week. Now, in a fiery midterm speech, Biden says the GOP's turned toward semi-fascism, whatever the heck that means. In fact, not only don't we know what it means, a lot of people don't know what it means. Our good buddy, and I say that sarcastically over at CNN, 
Don Lemon was speaking with the White House press gal. And he asked her, what did Joe Biden mean when he was calling the Republicans semi-fascists? Here's how that discussion went. The president likened what he called extreme MAGA philosophy to semi-fascism. What exactly is semi-fascism, Karim? So let me just first say this uh, tonight, uh, what you heard from this president, uh, Don. And again, thank you for having me, because this is really important. The American people have a choice in front of them. And the president laid that out very clearly, very powerfully tonight. When you look at what Democrats are doing and what they are delivering and what they have done, Don, in less than in less than two years, which is lowering costs on prescription drugs, lowering the energy uh, uh, costs, making sure that we have this historic uh, 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 legislation for to really deal with climate crisis. All of these things are important. Standing up for women. And they are. Kareen, I want to get to all those things. Kareen, shut up with the garbage. No, leave it up. What exactly I is semi-fascism? Don, I was just about to get to your question. Okay. I really was. But right. I want sure you, you brought me on the show for a reason, and I have to talk about I it. Understand the yeah, just about you nonsense. With you, I just want to make well, sure we well, get all these. By, by having this back and forth, we're actually taking away from the time. So here we go. Um, so what we are seeing from Republicans and what we have seen uh, from, from Republicans these past several years is that they are attacking our democracy. Uh, they are taking away our freedom. Uh, and they are trying to uh, put on the chopping blocks Medicare and Social Security. That's what we are seeing. And it's being done. If you look at the Republican Party, it's being done by this element, this MAGA element of the Republican Party. And that's what we are trying to prevent. Did you hear that nonsense? First of all, I don't get too mad at this little press girl because she's really not up for the job. I mean, there have been a lot of press people. This is the worst press person I've ever seen occupy the White House. She is just not up for it intellectually. Poor thing. She's good, at, know, talking, not, she's good yeah. at talking in circles. I, I just want to jump in there. She could talk in circles. Exactly right. And the poor thing, just she just can't handle the big job. But, but, but so what? I mean, this name calling from the administration, we're trying to take away people's freedoms, really? Are we the ones that locked down people and threw them out of jobs? Are we the ones that told people like they're telling them today that you can't send your kid to school in Washington, D.C. unless they're vaccinated against your will? Are we the ones taking away people's freedoms? Are we the semi-fascists here? I don't think so. Not at all. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. It is Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. And you know what? Tomorrow morning, we're going to be here at 7 a.m. too. We're going to be right back. So, don't go away. More in stuff to come. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. That digs on me. Uh. Now, I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now, I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. What I wonder what it's like. 
ABC Talk Radio 77. We're the crown jewel of American radio. All right, pop quiz for the staff. Oh, don't don't hang your head down low. You all should get this one easy. Pop quiz time for the staff. What is today? It's the one-year anniversary of something. Let us start with our esteemed engineer, Kev. I'm stumped. I'm stumped that you put me in such a position, James. Oh, well, my pleasure. Call screener. Come on, Pete. What's today? One year anniversary of what? He is, he is uh, currently doing other responsibilities at the moment. Oh, he doesn't want to answer. Translation. All right. Wait, Chief Engineer he Scott. He's, he's back. He's Pulling out of Afghanistan. No. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That's all. That was all I had. Sokol. That's what I was going to say. But you guys are at least close. Today is the one-year anniversary. Wait, I think Jen knows. Jen. I'm thinking. One-year anniversary. The last two answers were close. Uh Your anniversary on the station was earlier this week, so it can't be that. It's not that. I'll tell you. And the last two were close. Today is the day one year ago what we were all discussing was the tragic fact that 13 American military personnel lost their lives in Afghanistan. Today is the anniversary when we lost 13 of our brave men and women in Afghanistan with Joe Biden's unilateral decision to withdraw. And you know what? Not one mention... Not one mention of it on Good Morning America, not one mention of it on CBS Morning Show, the mainstream, not one mention of it on the Today Show. Not one of the networks saw fit in their morning programming today to even mention it. This was a huge story this time last year. This story should define the Biden presidency. And yet, today... Not one mention of it. Give me a little break here. No. No breaks on that. Now, we talked about a few other things here. Let's talk about Governor Hochul, shall we? Yes, your phones. We are definitely going to get with your phone calls here. So glad you called. 800-848-WABC. And yes, we are going to be giving away tickets. Today is the day. Last tickets, last pair of tickets, Van Morrison and Tom Jones. We're going to be giving those away. That's coming up. Forest Hill is the venue. But Governor Hochul, here's another one. Governor Hochul told Lee Zeldin pretty much, get out of New York. This is a con- This is like Joe Biden you ain't black unless you uh, vote for me. This is what she told Lee Zeldin. She said, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? You're not New Yorkers. 
She must be talking about, of course, we infer from that, Joe Bi- uh, uh, she must be talking about Lee Zeldin's backers, who are Republicans. So if you don't agree with this wild-eyed, unelected governor of New York, the, man, the, the, the Andrew Cuomo acolyte, you are not a real New Yorker. Get out of New York. Well, the New York Post points something out here. By telling, by telling Lee Zeldin this and describing those who follow him as not New Yorkers, we should all get out and go to Florida. She's calling for 5.4 million Republicans to leave New York. And the New York Post says that's dangerous and it's disgusting. If you can move beyond the frankly disgusting political partisanship and intolerance, her message is fiscally irresponsible, even dangerous. The governor probably already knows this, but the state's extensive public sector is heavily reliant on personal income taxes paid by residents. With nearly $14 billion in projected budget gaps over the next five years, it can't afford to lose any taxpayers, let alone 5.4 million of them. The Empire State has already lost 1.5 million residents in the past decade, and there's no sign of that trend letting up. In fact, more than 350,000 New Yorkers relocated during the 12 pandemic plague months leaving, leading up to July 1st, 2021. And here she is telling people that don't agree with her horrible management of this state to get out of New York because we, we aren't real New Yorkers. Well, what is she? That's exactly right. What is she? What is she? Who is she? This woman was unelected to be the governor of this state. And her policies are absolutely disastrous. Never forget something. These criminals that are roaming the streets, she was in support of this bail reform. In fact, we have a story about that today, don't we? One of these recidivists was charged with trying to rape a 15-year-old girl. He's another one out on bail, thanks to the Democrat, thanks to the progressives, thanks to Kathy Hochul. And she has the nerve to call us not real New Yorkers? Really? I would put my New York bona fides against hers any day of the week. And all of you should. This woman does not deserve a second term. Well, she's already fulfilling a half. She doesn't deserve her first real elected term as governor. She doesn't deserve to sit in that seat. New York City residents pay the highest combined state and local personal income tax in the nation. What are you getting for it? You're getting a city that is running amok with criminals who should be in jail. What are you getting from Miss Hochul? A bunch of excuses. And she has the nerve to tell you, to tell me, to tell all of us that we should get out of New York because we are the ones that are not real New Yorkers. Well, I'll tell you what, New Yorkers, you have a chance to tell her to get out of the governor's mansion. And she should do that. And we should make sure that she does that.
because we're real New Yorkers, but she is not a real governor. We'll be back right after this. Quietly turning the back door key. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. A Taste of Honey brings us back on WABC. One of the big hits during the disco era. Grooving with the the bass. This was a girl group. A girl funk group. A taste of honey. Boogie, oogie, oogie. If you want to groove with it in the car, on the way home, turn it up. Let's jam. And groove. without bail after the Manhattan District Attorney's Office downgraded his robbery charges was arrested again for trying to rape a 15-year-old girl in a horrifying attack in the Bronx. Anthony Ibanez, 32 years old, allegedly shoved the girl to the ground 2.40 a.m. in Parkchester, sexually assaulted the young girl, and then chillingly told her, I'm going to take you to a quiet place and F you. A good Samaritan assault was going on, stepped in, stopped the assault. This guy, Abinez, had the nerve to show up at at the 43rd precinct claiming to be the victim of an assault because apparently when the good Samaritan stopped him from raping the 15-year-old girl, he let him have it. But the police officers at the 15th, at the 43rd Precinct, rather, recognized him from the description given by the teenager. They arrested him on charges of attempted rape. Now, this guy had been busted before Alvin Bragg's office let him go. They downgraded the charges from his earlier arrest, let him walk the streets. We see these stories every single day, criminals let out by these progressive DAs and the governor of this state, Hochul, signed on to this bail reform. You know, she could say to Alvin Bragg, two words, you're fired. She won't. She is complicit in this 15-year-old girl's rape. Kathy Hochul is complicit 
in every single one of these crimes by these recidivist criminals, these recidivist convicts that she and Alvin Bragg and these other woke DAs let out of jail. They are responsible for this crime rate that is soaring out of control, not just in New York City, but in areas around the state of New York. And yet she has the nerve to tell us to get out of the state because we don't agree with her. She says to us, we're not the real New Yorkers. Really, Ms. Hochul, if anybody ought to get out, it's you. And the first thing you need to do is get out of office so that the people of this state have a fighting chance at protecting themselves and protecting their families. Let us go to Charlotte, upstate New York. Charlotte, welcome. You're on Boston Early's Friday edition of Our Rush Hour. How are you, Charlotte? So, how are you? Um, I'm just infuriated to think that she wasn't elected. She got into office. Then she made the the vaccine mandate. All of the health care workers, whether they were nurses, doctors, respiratory therapists, nurses, aides, dietary people, were told in these hospitals... You get the vaccine mandate or you'll be fired and not just fired, but you will not be able to collect unemployment. So here these people, she she was claiming they were heroes. And then she did that. Not only did she say that you would lose your job and you would lose your livelihood, but then you'll become destitute because some of these people work 25, 30 years never collected unemployment. And now she's saying that they can't collect unemployment. Um, And then she has the nerve to say our health care system. Her health care system? How could she include herself in that? So I implore all the health care workers, she doesn't deserve to be in office. If you see a box that has her name, make sure you ignore it and don't vote for her because She slapped us in the face, and she tried to hurt us. And here we're people who are compassionate, and we want to help people. She calls us heroes, and then she does something like that. She doesn't deserve to get our vote at all. Charlotte brilliantly stated, I can't add a word to it. Absolutely 100% total agreement with you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Queens, New York, and speak with Clarence. Welcome. It's Friday edition of Boston Derby's Rush Hour. How are you, Clarence? Hey, Mr. Golden. How are you doing? I'm good. I have so much respect for you, and I think you are such a classy brother that using the N-word, even though you are one of us, is just totally beneath you. You know, I really believe that. I'll, I'll be totally honest with you, all right? I think that the people who are using it are imitating the worst of us rather than the best of us. And when I was in high school and I went out to Indiana, I fought a white boy over that word. He used, he, he did it one time. I said, please don't do it. He did it again. I said, please don't do it. The third time I snatched his chain and we were fighting. All right. And I, I just think that that is just, we don't do it with the Spanish. We don't do it with the Jewish. We don't do it with the Italians. We don't do it with anybody else. How is it okay for... It's not okay, and that's the reason that I was using it, because these are police officers. I mean, listen to the whole context before you make that kind of judgment. This, These people are charged with the law, enforcing the law. 
They killed a man. His family was in front of the police station, as is their right to say, protest. And what do these police officers do? They sit around and throw the N-word around at his family. In text messages, even. They're so brazen that they don't care. So, yes, when it's reported, I was going to say it. Not only that, they called a young child. They're joking around and called a young child a nigglet, whatever that is. These people were clearly racist, and yet they are still on the police force. This is now over a year since it's been reported. They are still working in California. Now, Californians tell us that, oh, they are such the liberal state. Oh, we, they're always pointing their fingers at the rest of America, telling us what we should do. We should adopt their climate change nonsense. We shouldn't use plastic bags. We shouldn't use plastic straws. We should stop drilling for oil. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. We should be using the right pronouns. These people are some of the biggest hypocrites on the planet Earth. You have these police officers that are still on the police force after everything about them has been put in the press and is known. There is no excuse for this. And that's why I used it, because it's in context with the news story. I don't use that word gratuitously. I don't use that word for shock value. That word is what they used. So don't point fingers at me and tell me that, and I understand that you, that Clarence, I appreciate your call very, very much. I'm just saying, when you point fingers on this one, put the fingers where they belong. Point to California, point to their system of government out there, and ask them, why are you allowing this? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdling, coming back. More of your calls and a ticket giveaway when we get back. Don't go away. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, to all the Van Morrison fans out there, here's your chance. This is last chance this week. We're giving away tickets to Van Morrison's show Saturday, September 10th, Forest Hill Stadium. If you, right now, are the seventh caller, 800-848-WABC, you'll win a pair of tickets. Van Morrison, live at Forest Hill Stadium with special guest star, Tom Jones. September 10th. Seventh caller right now, 800-848-9222. You get that pair of tickets. Now, if you want to go to the show, you don't win the tickets. Here's how you do it. Three letters, A-X-S, A-X-S dot com. Tickets are on sale there, A-X-S dot com. You can get your tickets. See Van Morrison and Tom Jones. All right, Matt. I'm back. I am back. Program directors back. Those of you earlier know that we had a discussion because your your genteel host, your beloved host yesterday, was censored. 
I was beeped when during the course of a news article, I said the N-word because that was in the news story. And Matt and I had a discussion about that. Well, Matt, I have a follow-up question from a listener. Oh, okay. The listener says, and I quote, white girl asking, so does it soften it if you put an A on the end of the word instead of E-R? You know, like Dave Chappelle says it. Uh huh. She says, I hate the word, but does it soften it if you just use an A at the end of the word? A lot of the hip people do it like that. Well, that's a good point. You're right. You do hear that word said more than the with the E-R. Yeah, absolutely. So it does soften it. It does. So I could use the N-A word all I want. Uh, like I could call yeah, you yeah, my, yeah. I could call you my nick, my my nick, my. I could say, "Yo, Matt, you my nick, you, you my ninja." We are this close yeah. to going off the rails here. Can I? Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Axon. He's not wrong. Axon, right? Man, that's Axin? the New York City Public School. Axon people. Axon. Right. I'm just Axon. Just asking. Yeah. Ninja. We can go ninja. Okay. I like that. Ninja. All right. Yeah. So okay. So now you have your answer. Yes, it does soften it. If you use an A. Thank you, Matt. And I'm glad I could answer white girl, uh, whoever that was, her question. So mm-hmm. No problem. And, th- and thank you, Rich. Appreciate it. Oh, my, we'll my pleasure. Go back on the rails now. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> Let us go to Nancy in Rockaway, New York. How are you, Nancy? Hi, I'm really good. Good to talk to you. Thank um, you. I'm disappointed that nobody will discuss like, I, my daughters are set to benefit from the loan distribution. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. They're tax-paying citizens. And nobody that I listen to on the radio will discuss having to, my daughters having to pay for people that never paid a dime of taxes. I'm very disappointed. They, they're gutless. All these people in New York are going to have to people that never paid a dime of taxes. So, and what are your thoughts? But they pay their taxes, they will benefit from this. No, and your point people coming here that have not paid anything yet. Right. And want and have their hands out to people right. like my daughter. And mm-hmm. yes, so where's the logic? And I'm very disappointed that nobody will discuss that. And the people in New York are stupid for signing up for that. Well, let's not call people stupid now. Let's just say that there's another point of view here. Let's say, Nancy, look, your daughters, you say they work and they pay their taxes, right? Now, they, they, so let me get to your bottom point here. Let me ask you a question. Do you support this measure by Joe Biden, this $10,000 to $20,000 uh, handout for people that have Student loan debt. And now, by the way, we've learned that the cost, which initially was floated as $300 billion, then it went up to $600 billion. Today, it's a trillion. Those are the estimates of how much it might cost Americans. Do you support it? <laughs> but I don't, I, like I said, I'm just disappointed that nobody has the guts to say, why are we educating the whole world on taxpayer dollars? Well, you're saying it, and there are other people asking it. Look, you're asking a legitimate question. Do you know that today in Washington, D.C., there are are three articles about what's going on in D.C.? The first article is that D.C. is now opening up its doors, and they're saying to all of the 
uh, schools in Washington, D.C., we are going to welcome all of the migrant children that are coming here illegally. That's the first story. The second story out of Washington, D.C., is that school starts there on the 29th. Do you know what they're requiring of all the middle schoolers? You have to have a vaccination. Otherwise, you can't go to school. Do you know that in D.C., over 40% of the minority students in D.C. are not vaccinated? So what they're telling them is you will not be educated. You will fall further behind than you already are because you refuse to take this vaccination. So you have every right, Nancy, to ask, are we demanding that taxpayers pay for everybody, regardless of whatever, when they come to America, that we're paying for the world to get educated? And by the way, in our cities, many of our own children are not educated. It's a legitimate question, Nancy. Go ahead. You get the last word. Well, like I said, the, the people that I, I'm very disappointed in, the, the I listen to a lot of people that I respect, and, and none of them will take a stand, and the voters will look the other way at what's moving in right next door to them, and they keep voting this in, and, and they'll begrudge my taxpaying daughters a little tax rebate is how I look at it. I didn't make the rules, and I don't agree with it, but I don't want to educate everybody, me. I don't want my daughters to educate everybody. Right. Nancy, I'm glad we took your call because you had a point of view that deserved to be heard. And I'm glad that you expressed yourself so wonderfully. Thank you, Nancy, for the call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's go to Mike in Lake George. How are you, Mike? How you doing, Bo? Good. Always good listening to your show and getting through uh, speaking with you. Um, you know, what you're saying, a couple of weeks ago, we chatted and talked a little about music, Chick Korea. I got to listen to that tape, too. And, and back in the day when I was sitting behind my drums, Zildjian cymbals, big band, jazz, blues, and my man, Jimi Hendrix, rest in peace, man. You know what? I'll make it quick, Bo. Um, what we're going through in our country is still, in, I'm in disbelief. The far left socialites, socialists, excuse me, and Joe Biden and Hunter, they both belong, you know, in handcuffs and behind bars and everything else that's going on with the country. You know, I couldn't agree more. Look, Mike, here's what I want you to do. Let's call tomorrow when you have more time. I got to get one person in here before we go. And, and thank you for calling. Love hearing from you, Tony in Atlanta. You got to wrap it up for us fairly quickly. I wanted to get you in. What's your point, Tony? Uh, thank you for taking my call. I really miss Rush Limbaugh. And how many years did you work with him? And what is one of your most, Precious memories with Rush. There were too many precious memories for me to just single out one. Um, he was one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. I love him and miss him dearly, as you do. And everyone has asked that is going through, watching what this country is going through, I wonder what Rush would be saying right now. The only thing is it's impossible to say because he always came up with something totally unexpected. He was just one of the most original thinkers in the world. And I just miss him incredibly. You know, David Limbaugh is going to be on with us uh, shortly, in a few weeks. We're going to announce that. And we're so looking forward to that, Tony. Thank you for the call. we got to wrap it up here. Cats at Night is up next. We're back tomorrow, 7 a.m. You're going to want to be here for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza.
Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, another week comes to an end. Remember, catch the night up next. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Thanks to my great crew here. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Rich. You guys are great. Great sense of humor. And Bob. We'll see you all later. Bye.